Welcome to Cureleaf, a medical marijuana dispensary. Whether you're a longtime patient or you're just getting acquainted with this incredible plant, Cureleaf of Pennsylvania is honored to guide you along your medical marijuana journey. Dustin Hawkinsmith from Penn Live back here with another look back at Penn State's 24-10 loss to Arkansas in the Outback Bowl. We're doing this from a 2022 angle, trying to interpret what we saw in that game and how it could affect things moving forward for this Penn State program. This blue-white breakdown is brought to you by Penn State Health, and we're looking at the Penn State defense this time. We looked at the offense previously. You can find that on podcast platforms. And now we've got four takeaways on the defensive side from the Outback Bowl. Uh, Number one, I think the key to this game, you know, offense, defense, whatever, was Arkansas adjusting at the half, flipping the switch, and deciding to gash Penn State on the ground. Uh, Penn State had grabbed a little bit of momentum in the second quarter with a nice showing. Both offense and defense created a big play on offense, really buckled down and and, uh, performed on defense, which was a pleasant surprise early in this game. Uh, But the defense was um, impressive, especially in terms of its personnel challenges. You saw this group down five starters uh, in this game who had opted out to uh, prepare for the NFL draft. Uh, But the defense really had a lot of young guys everywhere and played, you know, from quarter one to four, all things considered to give up 24 points uh, to an Arkansas team that was very, very good on the ground. I thought was a pretty good um, showing over 60 minutes, but especially in the first half where they helped Penn State stay in this game in the first place. But once Arkansas interpreted what Penn State's defense was trying to do and they adjusted to build around the running um, skills of K.J. Jefferson, their 240-pound quarterback, the game just was different tilted in Arkansas's favor in a big way. And you could see early in the third quarter as they made this commitment to the run, I I would say I was surprised they didn't stay more committed to the run earlier, but it seemed like Penn state's defense and what they were doing was, was dictating some of that. Arkansas finishes with 353 yards on the ground led by KJ Jefferson. I think it was an area of this game that was probably inevitable, no matter what Penn state was doing whether they had their five starters in the lineup or not. Uh, this was an angle that you could have suspected Arkansas was going to try to play to try to win this game. Penn State had shown on film in games against Wisconsin and Illinois for starters uh, late against Ohio State that when teams committed to the runs to try to, to, to committed to the run to try to blow Penn State's defense off the line of scrimmage, uh, you saw what the end result was. Now, what Penn State was able to do, when, especially when they're out full strength, is give a little bit on the ground, but really buckle down and use their speed and athleticism when the field got tighter in red zone situations and keep points off the board. Um, this group wasn't able, wasn't as successful in doing that. They had some moments, including Jair Brown's interception in the first quarter where they they were able to buckle down, but that was where I think you really ultimately missed these key pieces on Penn State's defense. They weren't able to get their legs under them and turn Arkansas drives into field goals and field goal attempts. They scored touchdowns when they needed them. They got uh, yards on the ground almost at will. Uh, but you think about what they were missing up front. P.J. Mustafer was out. Obviously, he's been out since the beginning of the, since early in the year. Derek Tangelo opted out. Uh, two starting linebackers opted out. You were young and or 
a little on the small side, all up the middle of Penn State's defense, and Arkansas um, took advantage of that. Now, it wasn't all bad with the opt-outs, especially as we're looking at this from a 2022 perspective. Uh, Jaquan Brisker uh, was out at safety. Derek Tangelo at tackle. Um, Brandon Smith and Ellis Brooks um, opted out as well. Uh, Arnold Epicady, the defensive end, opted out. P.J. Mustafer out since earlier in the year. Tariq Casper-Fields was in town for the game, but he did not, he did not play. Uh, the Penn State defense was light on experience at every single level, um, including right up the gut. Two, the, their two starting defensive uh, tackles from the beginning of the year were out. Their top defensive end and pass rusher was out. Their um, you know potential early round pick at safety, Jaquan Brisker, was out. So up the middle of this defense was um, going to be a challenge no matter what. And Arkansas, you know, with the second best rushing defense in the SEC, was uniquely positioned to take advantage of it. Um, they were also playing for an interim defensive coordinator in Anthony Poindexter. Manny Diaz was in town for this. He's been part of the program for a few weeks. But Poindexter was the play caller as they continued transition to Manny Diaz. Brent Pry, of course, took the head coach job at Virginia Tech. So you had all kinds of moving parts. Uh, A guy who was calling the plays on his own for the first time this season. All those different elements. um, Guys were were missing. Veterans were missing. Impact veterans, too. Uh, But you had some good things that came out of it. Smith Vilbert is high on that list, the the young defensive end. He had three sacks in this game all in the first half. Kalen King continued to get extended run at cornerback. Keaton Ellis was the starter at safety. That you might be able to glean a little something from that. You're going to be looking for and holding an open competition. Uh, Keaton Ellis and Jaden Reed um, are two guys who could uh, who could win that job <clears throat> next fall. Uh, young linebackers got a chance to make their first statement and try to make their first bid for playing time as that position group gets remade for for next season. Young defensive tackles have been on the spot looking at guys like Devon Ellis and Kaziah Izzard, Fatorma Mulba. So they got more and more run here and, and more snaps, more experience. Can only help them moving forward. You know, I don't think they were really built to, to play, and I think everybody in that defensive tackle rotation was playing a spot or two higher in that rotation than they probably should have. So the end result, 353 yards on the ground. Arkansas took command of this game in the second half. Probably shouldn't have been much of a surprise. Welcome to Curaleaf, a medical marijuana dispensary. Whether you're a longtime patient or you're just getting acquainted with this incredible plant, Curaleaf of Pennsylvania is honored to guide you along your medical marijuana journey. Have questions? Visit us at cureleaf.com or stop in to see us at any of our 12 locations. Let's talk medical marijuana and let our confidence become yours. Next on the list, looking at um, Jesse Lucchetta. Uh, is going to be a tough guy to replace for this Penn State defense. Of all the guys who declared for the NFL draft, he was one who played in this game, and he played at a high level. Um, Stayed committed the whole way through. Nothing wrong, I don't think, with players opting out and protecting their futures the best way they can. They've reached this point. They've stayed healthy. They've established their draft stock. Why not preserve that when you've seen other guys um, get hurt and and uh, lose uh, money as a result of that, really, when it comes down to it. But Jesse Lucchetta opted to play, and I think he showed again what's going to be appealing to NFL teams is his ability and his frame, you know, at, at 6'3", 250 pounds, his frame to do a lot of different things. I think he moves well enough to, to be able to play in a pass coverage role. 
um, for an NFL team. He moves well enough if they if they need to pull play him at linebacker. Uh, he's also strong enough and 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 uh, powerful and quick enough that if you want to uh, unleash him as a pass rusher from time to time, that can be done too. His good friend and former teammate Micah Parsons is being all lined up all over the formation for Dallas. Uh, in his rookie year and has been in contention for not only defensive rookie of the year, but defensive player of the year. Uh, Jesse Lucchetta is not Micah Parsons, but I think, you know, the idea of versatility at the next level is more and more a premium tool in its own right. You get 53 guys on your roster on game day to have somebody who can play two or three positions is a big deal and helps teams put their roster together for, for individual games. That's that's what Jesse Lucchetta is going to bring to the table. Uh, played in this one, uh, nine tackles and a tackle for loss, I believe were his numbers. He played four years, did whatever the coaching staff asked of him, played middle linebacker, outside linebacker, defensive end. He bounced around a little bit um, this season. He bounced around in the bowl game um, and, and played some linebacker again without Ellis Brooks there. So I think he has shown again and again that he is a team player through and through. I think he's got NFL tools when it comes down to it. Uh, didn't have a, a you know a ton of premium production looking at sacks and tackles for loss over the course of his career, but I think the film review is going to be good to him, and I think what he did for this Penn State program is going to be good for him. I think teams are going to be impressed by the grit and the physicality and his toughness and you know the fact that he loves the game so much and is willing to line up wherever they, they want him. It's all going to be good stuff for him. And for Penn State, similarly, that's a big hole to try and fill is to have a veteran who can do a lot of different things at a high level for you. So it's going to take multiple players to try to fill in for what Jesse Lucchetta brought to the table in 2021. Uh, last but not least, I think Jair Brown made a big statement in this game uh, against Arkansas with the two interceptions. His first game, just kind of like how Parker Washington was lined up as the number one wide receiver for the first time, Jair Brown was lined up as the guy at safety for the first time. Uh, comes up big with those couple interceptions. He finished the year with six interceptions. Uh, the first one of the game was more impressive than the second one. The second one was almost gift-wrapped to him uh, with an errant throw. But in this one, uh, Arkansas wide receiver was wide open in the back of the end zone. Jair Brown made the sprint from across the entire length of the field to um, get in position to not only make a play, but to force a turnover. That was a drive where Arkansas was doing almost whatever it wanted on this Penn State defense. Ended up with not only no touchdown, but no points at all, uh, thanks to Jair Brown. I think that he showed he can be he can follow the same path that Jaquan Brisker did. Uh, Brisker was a, a pretty good part-time player in year one, a very good starter in year two, and then he really took a big leap in year three. Uh, Jair Brown comes from Lackawanna College, just like Jaquan Brisker does. So I think the odds of him doing that, you know, and I would say, you know, he had in some respects just as good a year as Brisker did in his first full season as a starter. I think it bodes well for 2022. He's a different player than Jaquan Brisker. Uh, Brisker, you know, Brisker can do a little bit of everything. And he really thrives um, a little closer to the line of scrimmage. He thrived in run support. I think Jair Brown is good in those areas, but I think he's got a chance to be more special when it comes to playing that role as a safety where you're a center fielder and you're tracking down everything uh, in the deep part of the field, in the middle of the field, and you're making opposing quarterbacks pay for mistakes, misreads, and bad throws. That's an area where you know clearly the six interceptions show it this year. Uh, but I think he can continue building on that and really be a big-time force 
Um, somebody who puts up big production and ends up moving up NFL draft boards just as Jaquan Brisker did this season. I think we'll see that from Jair Brown. He has a chance to have a monster year in 2022, which is big news for the Penn State defense since he is coming back to be a leader on this group. Thanks for tuning in to the Blue White Breakdown, part again of our final look back at the 2021 season and the Outback Bowl and how that relates to what Penn State is doing, what kind of team they're putting together in 2022. Be sure to stay tuned to what we're doing on PennLive.com and the Blue White Breakdown moving forward. We'll be shifting into the offseason. We'll have an eye on the transfer portal, both in and out for Penn State, and we'll keep taking a look at recruiting in the 2022 class. The second National Signing Day is coming up. We've got some early momentum in the 2023 class as well, so stay tuned. We'll recap that on PennLive and on the Blue White Breakdown. We'll see you next time. Welcome to Cureleaf, a medical marijuana dispensary. Whether you're a longtime patient or you're just getting acquainted with this incredible plant, Cureleaf of Pennsylvania is honored to guide you along your medical marijuana journey.